Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Bonded to Faith. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I want to begin by reading you a little something that I have just written, and it's in my new book called It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God. That's it. It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God. And I would like to read something to you from uh, chapter 15, The Ideal Life. And now I'm reading from my book. The ideal life of the spiritual man or woman is sustained by God. The bond of faith keeps us attached, and all good comes from God through our continued attachment. We receive realizations, motivation, delight, insights, and things to move toward. We also receive support. The truth is sustained through faith and realizations ever more deep. So, do you understand that faith is a very important thing? You remember Christ often would say, O oh, ye of little faith. Or if he encountered someone who had faith, he marveled and said it was really a wonderful thing. Faith is so important. Faith in what you know in your heart. Do you remember that it says in the Bible that God said the day will come when people won't say, Know ye the Lord. For he said, I will write my laws into their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Something like that. Well, when you have faith in what you know in your heart, you're having faith into that rapport with God. Do you realize that when you were a little child, a long time ago when you were a little child, you had a very strong sense of conscience, didn't you, when you were a little child? And do you know what that conscience is? Do you know what it is? You have no idea. It's your lodestar. It represents your link to your Creator. It's your closest link to God. In your heart, you know what's right. When you stray from it, then when you were a little child, you felt conscience. When you hated your mommy, or you got angry at your daddy, or you said something mean to your brother and sister, you immediately knew it was wrong, didn't you? Or when you told a lie. When you told a lie, you knew it was wrong and you felt bad. Or when you did something wrong to someone, when you took one of their toys or you got angry at them, and so you hid something of theirs. You know that sort of thing that kids do, but you felt bad about it. Well, that was your conscience. Now, how about your conscience now? You rarely feel it anymore. You can measure your distance from your Creator by how strong your conscience is. And if you feel nothing, if you can lie and feel nothing, if you can hate people, if you can get become resentful toward people, if someone's driving a little slow in front of you, if you get up right behind them and flash your bright lights at them, or honk at them in a mean way, and then afterwards you feel nothing, 
then you are very far from God, my friend, very, very far. It's very sad, but that's the truth. Now, when you were a little child, you were closer to God than you've ever been since. Now, how does it come to pass that you fell so far away from God? Well, you've been hardened, jaded, made callous. And how did that happen? Was that your plan from the beginning to become cynical, to resent all men and be angry at your dad and be impatient with your children and secretly judge other people constantly? Did you really want to become that way? No, you did not. How did it happen? Well, it happened because you reacted to and responded to the temptation that was operating through other people. And how did temptation get into them? It got into them when they reacted and responded to the temptation in other people. Do you understand? So it's a chain gang, a miserable chain gang of, of suffering. And now you're a part of it. And then what do you do? You pass it on to your kids when you're impatient with them, for example. So it changed you, didn't it? So you're responding to other people with resentment, with judgment, with anger, see? Or re responding to temptation with excitement. It changed you. So now you're no longer as you were, and you hardly even know your conscience anymore, except maybe a vague anxiety from time to time. And then if you keep, oh, so busy, and you smoke your marijuana, and you drink your alcohol, and you take your pills, and you keep so busy, constantly busy, and constantly texting, and constantly talking, why, you can keep so busy that there's not even a, a nanosecond for your conscience to touch you. So where does the life from God come? It comes from within. It comes in realizations, in insights, and in joy and in peace of mind. All of these wonderful things that come from God when you have a bond of faith with Him and when you are close to your conscience. Do you understand? So you have to refine your conscience. You have to refine it. I'll give you another hint. The spiritual person who has gotten in touch with their conscience and realized some things that they've done wrong, like they hated their mom, they hated their dad, they hated their brother, they were phony with people, they resented their husband, you know, that sort of thing. They were impatient with their kids. When they have gotten in touch with their conscience again and realized deeply that those things are not good, and they've been sorry for it, and they've reconciled with their conscience, yes, it's painful, and yes, there's some tears, and yes, some sobbing in the Bible. It's called repentance, isn't it? I was listening this morning to the old trailblazer. The old trailblazer is on many Christian stations across the country. And the old trailblazer was talking about uh, church today, and he said that what's not being preached is repentance. And so repentance is getting back in touch with your conscience. Remember Christ said, unless you become as a little child, do you realize that if you could become like you were when you were a little child and you were mean or you resented somebody and then, then you felt bad? And then if you just stayed with that, 
and you didn't try to do anything and you didn't reach for your iPhone and you didn't reach for a pill and you didn't reach for marijuana and you didn't reach for alcohol and you didn't reach for the phone and you didn't reach for anything. You just bore a little bit of pain of your conscience just as when you were a little child. If you stayed with that, it would lead to seeing your error and being sorry for it and then being sorry for it, regretting it, and then experiencing a sad lad, sad to see you're wrong, but glad to see it. And then after that, peace with God. So now what you must do is find a way to get close to your conscience. If you could become as a little child again, so that when you did something that wasn't quite right, you immediately felt it strongly within. Wouldn't that be sweet? And that, my friend, would be the beginning of your new life. But as it is now, the only life you know is not the one that I talked about here. Let me read it again. The ideal life of the spiritual man or woman is sustained by God. The bond of faith keeps us attached, and all good comes from God through our continued attachment to conscience. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. But look, let's suppose that, oh, I, I never finished the thought. Let's suppose that you stuck with it all the way. See, Christ said, blessed are they who endure, who persist to the end. So you have to stay with it. You can't feel your conscience a little bit and then rush off and then and then try to make everything right with, with someone and brush it all under the carpet. No, you stay with it and let God deal with you. Just present yourself to your conscience and let him deal with you. And if you stay with that all the way, then it'll take you through repentance and it'll take you to closeness to him and reconciliation with him. And then, you know what? Then, after a series of those, probably many of them over the days, but it's never more than you can bear, you gradually are purged of all the things that you've ever done wrong, and you realize that he forgives you. That's another realization. Remember, I talked about the life from God of realizations and joy and insights and delight and things to move toward. Another one is, of course, realizing that he forgave you. And then, and then life, you start anew. It's like a new life. It's like when you were a little child and you jumped from bed in the morning and ran across the carpet barefoot for a day of discovery. And then along the way during that day, maybe you got mad at your mommy. She told you to clean up your room and you got mad at, mad at her. And then you felt bad. And then you went to mommy and said, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm sorry, I was angry at you. And mommy said, it's all right. Now, you wipe the tears from your eyes and joy returns. 
and you rush off to more adventures. Well, that's the way life has to be now. But you know what? If you went through the repentance, whatever God has for you in that regard, if you go through it, then you know what you feel after that. Then you don't feel conscience anymore. Unless you're just about to do something that's not quite right, then you'll feel something restraining you. He restrains you. But otherwise, you don't feel anything. And the anxiety is gone. And your dark moods and fits of rage are gone. And life is just like when you were a little child, one adventure after another. When you're close to your conscience, you're close to God. When you believe what your conscience is telling you, and don't doubt it, that's faith. And when you persist with that, then it leads to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. As we enter a new year, you may want help with an issue that's been on your mind for a long time. If you have a question you would like Roland to address on the air, give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or send Roland an email at roland at SheddingShackles.com Thanks for listening. But the only life that you know now is a fallen life. The fallen life. Now, let me go along here and say, oh, let me continue reading here. I, I'm continuing talking about the spiritual man or woman. You realize something and see it deeply which is, of course, from God. I'm adding something in here. It's a realization. It's wordless. It's from within. Then you go about your business, perhaps glimpsing more aspects of the realization, but soon you have another realization. And the first one is no longer present or foremost in the mind, but you don't try to hang on to it because you have faith that when needed or when it's good for you to know, then you'll see it again, next time even deeper. So that's it. You realize something, you sigh a sigh of relief, it brings joy, and then you go about your life and you kind of forget it. And then later it comes back again, even deeper than the first time. More realization, deeper insights. But now, this is the, but now I'm going to contrast it with the kind of life that you know now. So if you find yourself compulsively thinking or remembering something, or you find yourself doing the same old thing over and over, even when it is destructive, you can be sure that it was somehow implanted from outside and now craves reinforcement in order to continue. It's a life. It's a sort of a life. Even as an animal is compulsively attracted to something in the environment, but it certainly is not a life for a truly human person, nor can it bring any joy. This newly externally acquired life requires constant reinforcement or it perishes. Well, that's what you're doing now, constantly reinforcing 
going back to your to your phony friends and have them tell you that you're okay the way you are. And you you misuse everything right now, undoubtedly. You misuse food. You miss to support your ego, your pride, your life apart from God. Do you understand? You use your friends, your kids, your work, your objects that you own. You use everything and everyone. You're a user to sustain this false life. Now I continue reading from my new book, which is called It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God. I'm continuing to read here. Though it is not really your life, it is compelling. Just as there are acquired tastes, so there is an acquired life. It revolves around trauma and implanted notions and behaviors that take on a life of their own. Another factor is that there is a sort of dissociation that occurs. The behaviors become dissociated from the control of the soul. It becomes like a runaway train careening along and out of control. Reestablishment of control over your life is not a question of struggling and pitting energy against the behaviors, nor is it swapping behaviors. Instead, it is leaning toward God and attaching to Him. Then the soul will have power over the body as the inner light begins to have a calming effect, and the body learns to obey the soul and what the soul stands for. The light shines through the soul, and when some aberrant behavior is seen in the light, it is exposed. There's power in simply observing so that something is exposed that feels inhibited in the light, and now the soul, with a right stance, one of observer, stands in silent disagreement. So there you have it. I, I like this chapter, The Ideal Life, and I think I've made some good points. Please remember that I have many resources at the website, and you could certainly find out about this book. It'll be available at Amazon.com in both Kindle and quality paperback. It's sunny and warm in the kingdom of God. And I have many other books. I have, I think, about 15 of them on, on Amazon. They're very good. You should get them. You should get my meditation, my simple meditation. Do you see? Did you grasp? You should listen to this program again. Go to the website and listen to it again. Did you grasp the simplicity of it? When you become as a little child, you allow your conscience to once again have, to be aware of your conscience. When you're close to your conscience, you're close to God. When you believe what your conscience is telling you, and don't doubt it, that's faith. And when you persist with that, then it leads to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. an email that I received. Dear Roland, I've been stumbling and slowly growing in Christ for 24 years. Previously, I was into New Age, but didn't realize it. I love reading some of the spiritual books that you talk about on YouTube, and I was delighted to find you there. However, there's something that bothers me about your teaching on meditation. 
Granted, I've only listened to part one of the series, but that in itself reminded me of TM, where we are taught that the kingdom of heaven is in you, and we find the light when we meditate, allowing the mind to find rest. I must add that through TM, I did obtain a lot of peace, and in fact, when I became a believer, it was very stressful, which I put down as living as a new creature. I certainly don't mean to be critical or judgmental at all. I have no right to be, but I would like to be assured that this meditation teaching is a Christian teaching and is not related in any way to TM. Sincerely, in Jesus. Well, you know what? Actually, my little meditation is so simple that it has nothing added to it that is untoward. There's no hand of man in it. It's very simple. And it has nothing to do with the types of things that you find in some of these other ones like you mentioned. You see, basically, what you need is something that helps restore you to your original relationship with your Creator. And because it must restore you to your Creator, it has to be pure. And it must originate with Him. Now, when you were a little child, you had a very strong conscience. And you loved your conscience. And when you did something bad, like you were angry at your mommy, for example, then you felt bad inside. Well, that was your conscience. That was your link to your Creator. And all my meditation does is help you to stand back so you can find that link again. That's all it does. It's very simple. So it's very Christian. And it's very human. When you were a little child, you saw things and you realized things wordlessly because you were very close to that inner light from God. And you were very close to Him at that time. Do you remember the beautiful words that Charles Dickens said? When he was talking about children, he said, I love these little people. And he said, it is no small thing when they, who are yet fresh from God, love us. It's very beautiful. Children are yet fresh from God. And so that's all it is. Right now, why are you far away from your Creator? Well, there are reasons. But one of the reasons is that you're lost in your thought. See, the outside got on the inside, and then from the inside, it swirls and twirls and dances around and goes over and over in an endless loop of thinking, and you spend most of your time lost in thought. And you don't realize that's actually a, a hypnotic state. The hypnotist tries to get you lost in your imagination. That's what he does. Well, that's where you are lost in thought, worrying, planning, scheming, reliving the past, thinking about this, thinking about that, lost in this, lost in that. And in that state, you're not close to your Creator. What are you close to? You're close to your thoughts, to your imagination, and to whatever is swirling around down there. And what is it close to? What, is your, what are your thoughts, your imagination, and so on? What are they close to? They're close to whatever is feeding them. So, in a sense, you could look at, at matter as having two sides. On one side is the light and the creator, and on the other side is, is 
darkness or the realm of uh, the not good. Let's put it that way. And so your imagination is like a no man's land. It's between the two. Now, you are to be observed, but it is actually closer until you find your creator and then he inspires you. See, if you were close to God, then he would inspire you with realizations and insights and good things to move toward and joy and understanding. A wonderful world would come into being. But when you're lost in your imagination and lost in thoughts, it's the Alice in Wonderland upside-down world. And that world is presently, your mind is presently controlled by the outside. So what you need is not some technique that does something to your thinking or that you, you imagine this or that. Or, what you need is just to stand back from thought and observe it as thought. So you become the observer of thought. And when you're in that state of observing thought, instead of being involved and absorbed in it, you're closer to God. You're closer to the way you were when you were a little child. And that's what you must refine. You must refine that. And that's why my meditation can be so helpful, because it's simple. It restores you to that. You become like a little child again. And then you go out in the world with light, and, and you can see clearly, like you could when you were a little child. And you let go of all the hates and the angers and let go of things that are too important to you. See, things became too important. Your friends became too important. Boyfriends and girlfriends became too important. Making money became too important. Being popular became too important. Music became too important. Being angry at your parents and getting away was too important. And you made other things too important. And... You got lost in the Alice in Wonderland world. Now you must come back to the first thing, to your Creator. Refind your link to Him. Refind your Creator. And then you'll be just like a little child with bright eyes out in the world, watching and observing and noticing and seeing things. And the hate will be gone. And the darkness and the torments will become a thing of the past. When you're close to your conscience, you're close to God. When you believe what your conscience is telling you, and don't doubt it, that's faith. And when you persist with that, then it leads to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Thank you.